Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, it was a huge week last week, right? We just we celebrated uh, Veterans Appreciation Week, and I know a lot of staff uh, around the state, if you're CFA, FOA, um, had a lot of celebrations. There was a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of parties going on. Yeah, it was uh, very cool to see on social media. Yeah. I'd like to see, a, one, that our staff are doing all those things, but two, that they're sharing them and so everybody can see them. It was really cool because that's the whole point of this is that people see those things and then they share them, they get ideas, and then they start doing those. They take those ideas and they put them at their facilities or at their field that's offices. Right. Very cool. Yeah, not only that, but other other people see what we're doing, um, <clears throat> you know, which is, which is huge uh, to, to really promote the great staff that we have. And, uh, you know, Today I'm excited because last week, Chris, you, you mentioned that we were going to have a special guest on today to kind of talk about what the department is doing around, you know, military service for our, our staff that are in the military, that are veterans of the military. And we have on Derek Alvarez. So, Derek, uh, we can't thank you enough for taking time to, to talk to everybody on Field Days today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about you first, right? So you... You are the department's veteran liaison? I am, yeah. Uh, they created my position about a year ago, December 2017. Uh, the position came out of uh, Operation Excellence, uh, the military epic committee. Okay. And are you a veteran yourself? I am. Veteran of eight years of uh, United States Army Reserve. Done about 2007 is about when I retired. Okay. Well, thank you for your service, of course. Um, we, we appreciate everything that you've sacrificed to um, you know, for, for the better good of the country. So um, thank you, number one. Uh, so let's talk about your role now. So you've been here for about a year, you said. As the, the department's veteran liaison, what, what is your role here? Uh, well, my role, so I've been down here in recruitment for about seven years, and I've always taken a keen interest into uh, the military and uh, helping veterans get employed with, with us. However, over the last year, uh, the director put <coughs> together an initiative like I said, that created uh, my my role. And basically what came out of that EPIC team is that we decided that we wanted to honor our veterans when they're deployed. Uh, we wanted to honor them as well as when they're uh, going on active duty training. Uh, and we just wanted to honor them in general for being in our department. Because uh, as you know, their, their skills uh, transition very well over to what we do. We're paramilitary, uh, loyalty, honor, duty, selfless service, all of that uh, transitions well into the Department of Correction, especially our correction officer position. So kind of what I do is I, I ensure that, uh, number one, that when they get deployed, they are getting some contact from the department. I send them out a deployment letter, uh, telling them thank you uh, for your deployment. If When you're deployed, uh, do you want to contact us? Uh, please contact me if you'd like us to contact your family, uh, maybe send you a care package. Uh, I send that letter out. If they're interested in that, uh, then w we stay in contact with them. Uh, we also send them, when they come back from deployment, a deployment package. comes with a nice letter from the director thanking them for their service. It comes uh, with a portfolio and a nice coin uh, thanking them very much for their service. What else has come out of this is that I'm available 24 hours a day to any veteran that is in our department, especially the correction officer position. Not just the correction officer position, but so mainly what I do is I 
uh, work with the correction officer position, but I also work with all the physicians throughout the state of Michigan. Uh, so if you get deployed and you had questions about your deployment, let's say you don't understand USERA laws, which, which that is like a federal guideline that says you have so long to tell your employer that you're going to be gone. And then what benefits do you have when you come back? Well, I would tell them, hey, you have benefits. You would have a right to your job when you come back. Uh, you have the same position. You get any raises. Here at the Michigan Department of Corrections, state of Michigan, we also do bridge the gap. So let's say they're an E4 and they're making $25,000 a year and they're making $57,000 here as an officer, uh, we would bridge that. They wouldn't lose any out on any of that. Uh, so my position is to help them with that. Also, medically, uh, they wouldn't have to go to TRICARE. Their family could stay on their medical. Uh, that's a benefit they get. My position's also here to help them with any benefits they get, especially as corrections officers coming in uh, new to a position. You know, some are just getting out uh, of service and they're like, okay, I'm getting this retirement. I'm used to having TRICARE. I have this GI Bill. I have a 9-11. What do I do with that? I'm here to basically bridge that and tell them, hey, when you come to our academy for your whole year that you're with us, uh, we will utilize your GI Bill. We'll help you set up that paperwork at your human resource uh, to get paid for that whole year through us. And another benefit for them as well is that uh, I help them see that they can get more annual leave, more benefits if they turn their DD-214, things like that. So in order to ensure that they're getting everything they have coming from their VA benefits, my position is designated just for that. So I can make sure that they understand uh, what they have coming. Maybe they don't understand how to get their DD-214, or maybe they don't understand how to get on a VA website. That's what I'm for. You know, we utilize the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, which we are a silver level employer right now through. Uh, we utilize their agency as far as to get DD-214s, help them get any disability they may have. Uh, we can send them to their counselors. That's what my position is is basically based on, is to help veterans get the things that they have coming, but also recognize them from what came out of our epic or, or epic military team. Yeah, well, it sounds like you are a huge resource because everything you just said, uh, I mean, there was more acronyms there that I think we have in the DOC, DD-214s, and uh, so I, I'm sure Chris got all that, right? You're taking notes, uh, I'm sure. I already knew all that. I, I'm sure you did, I'm sure you did. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, you did mention something, not to mention you are a huge resource, a huge resource for everybody. Um, having all this knowledge and be able to navigate through this stuff and help people out um, during this very, I'm sure, stressful process, you know, if they're deployed or um, during, during those very difficult times. But you mentioned that we are, we're a silver, say that again, we're a silver? Silver level uh, veteran-friendly employee. Okay, that's interesting. What, is that good? Are we doing well? Where, where are we at with all this? We are doing well. So what, what that means is that we're committed to uh, honoring veterans, that we're committing to not, not only just recognizing them, but to employing them and bringing them in and actually giving them stable careers, not jobs, but stable careers, and to, to kind of uh, mount and keep retention with them uh, for years to come. Uh, so basically what, what I try to do is when I go out, I go out to many different functions, I go out to job fairs, hiring our heroes, wins for warrior, go to a lot of uh, college veteran programs. Uh, what I'm there to do is kind of sell our department, not just the correction officer position, but our department as a whole. A big part of that is getting them to see that there is more a bigger career path 
than just, let's say, a corrections officer, but there's a career path here. And generally, veterans want to make a difference. And we, we sell that to them by just show, showcasing what we do here as a department. I, I would say the veteran-friendly employer through the MVAA, that relationship has been really great because what they do is on a monthly basis, uh, they have a workshop uh, that, I, that I'm involved in. And basically, it's just a uh, webinar and I get on there and uh, I learn some new skills, some new retention measures, learn what veterans are looking for, looking what they uh, are looking at for employers, what, what uh, they want to be retained, uh, what their spouses want, because that's a big deal too. Not only that, I learn a lot of things uh, that I did not know before. I get a lot of education from the Michigan uh, Veterans Affairs Agency, uh, learning about the transition the transitioning of a soldier, how, what benefits federally they have where they can transition here to Michigan, transitioning events that are all over the United States to where we can bring those military members here to Michigan. Some other things, I uh, just went to an MVAA uh, national convention uh, here in Detroit. The biggest thing that they key on was veterans helping veterans, which I think is very important. They model that and they bring that to all these employers be it public or private, and what they do is they really try to emphasize on educating you how you can help veterans, what barriers to get through, you know, things like post-traumatic stress, getting through those type of barriers, how to understand employers, how to help them with their resumes, things you need to do as an employer to attract. So right now we are a silver level employer looking to go gold. We have some things that we'd like to do, hopefully in the future, we can have a committee that meets quarterly that strictly looks at veteran outreach and also uh, looks at new veteran uh, ways to do things here. Uh, because the thing we need to do in, in our departments uh, in the future and that we're doing now is that uh, we're putting together a recruitment team for veterans. And that is part of MVAA's veteran-friendly program. So if we put that that group together, we could utilize them to help us retain, recruit, and help veterans hire veterans. Also, our, our, our next goal is to go gold status, like I said, and, uh, and I think we'll do that. We've been doing such a great job. I think we've touched on a lot of things. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, we were up for an award through uh, the ESGR, uh, the Employee Service Garden Reserves. So that, that was a big deal for us. Uh, I believe that we're doing a good job. Hopefully we get to that gold status here after the new year. When, you, when you're out talking to, to veterans, whether it's these job fairs or, or just out and about, what, what messages are you finding uh, resonate best with them when you're trying to sell them on, on coming to work for the department, whether it's an officer or nurse or, or something like that? Well, what, what is it about the department that is really clicking with them that they see that it's a good fit for them? Well, they like the paramilitary style, but the honesty, the honesty here in the department, just telling them what what career paths they have, what lies out there, and the benefits that come with this, uh, you know, being a military member, you know, they, they really like that they can utilize their GI Bill for the first year that they're at the academy, and that really resonates well with them, but the camaraderie that they, they see when they first come in the, the academy. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, uh, recruits, I go to the first day and then I go to the end, and a lot of them 
enjoy the paramilitary because it, it feels like home for them. They, they understand the structure. They understand the mission. They believe that their skills really uh, are utilized well here. Uh, I know at a lot of job fairs, you know, you'll, you'll get civilians come up and, you know, they're kind of not really excited until you really get in the nuts and bolts things. But military members come up and say, hey, you know, I, ser- I served overseas, uh, Guantanamo Bay. Uh, I have these skills or uh, I have leadership skills that I think uh, would be uh, work really well with your department. And they, they come excited to us. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I think that the structure that we have really, really works well for them when they come in. And not only that, they see that we have over 2,500 veterans already here in a department of 13,500. I'm somewhere in there. And that says a lot about us. I mean, we, you know, we have hired 131 veterans uh, since May, oh wait, March, since March, 131 veterans. That's 124 of them are corrections officers. That's saying that we care about our veterans. And I, I think the word of mouth is getting out there. You're getting a lot of veterans calling my office saying, hey, I really want to come in. Uh, I have a buddy who's in there who really enjoys it. Uh, he's doing well. Uh, I have a lot of female military members coming in and saying, you know, this is a good fit for me. You know, I have a friend who works over at WHV or I have a friend who works across the state. And uh, I, I think this would work well for me. So in, in that aspect, uh, the veterans helping veterans, the word of mouth, doing well. Yeah, and you know we talked about it a little bit last week, but when you and I talked on a month or so ago, I think you were saying that in each academy class, roughly 20, 25% of each of the classes are, are veterans, right? They, they are, yeah. It's been, it's been great. Uh, about 20, 25% each time. Uh, it's really an honor to watch these veterans come in. And, you know, to be honest, you know, you have an academy. It's like any academy throughout the state, police academy, or uh, any other corrections academy, you're going to have people drop out here and there. We don't have that dropout rate with our veterans. Our veterans stay stand packed. You know, if we start with 28, we pretty much end with 28. Seeing great returns with that. Uh, the fact that they have someone to engage with, someone to talk to them. You know, when I go in and talk to them, I don't talk to them from an administrative standpoint. I talk to them from a military standpoint. We talk uh, like we're sitting in a gaggle. Uh, at a military base, you know, so they, I, I think they like that to uh, to have someone to relate to, someone that can speak their language. Uh, so I, I think that's that's been a, a big benefit as well. Well, certainly, you know, you've definitely got a good handle on the, on the attraction piece, and the biggest part, like you, like you were saying, is once we once we get them in the door, we want to retain them. And, and veterans overall have a higher retention rate than, than than others, but it doesn't mean that we we ignore them once they're here. And we talked a little bit about it at the top, but I know last week we just celebrated you know Veterans Day and Veterans Appreci- Appreciation Week. Uh, what are some of the things, uh, other things that that are going on that you've seen, whether on social media or going on in field offices or facilities, that we're doing to honor our veterans and, and, and show them that we appreciate them while they're here? Here at uh, GVP, we, we have a nice board downstairs. Uh, they have every veteran's name that works here up. Uh, everybody brings their memorabilia in. Uh, it's a great conversation piece. Uh, we sit around. You you see people that you didn't know were veterans. You know, not all veterans, uh, you know, self-identify. You know, some, some, some do, some don't. You know, some like to put their sticker on the back of their car. Some just like to say, I served, and that's good enough, and that's okay, too. And, you know, I, I've noticed uh, some facilities will have flag ceremonies 
uh, and raise the flag and uh, bring up bring in maybe uh, the VA or, or a veteran organization uh, to where they have a flag raising ceremony or they'll have coffee hour, donut hour, uh, and, and they make a big deal of it, which they should. Uh, it's a great week to be a veteran. Uh, you know, not only our veterans here, but I, I'd like to say thank you to all our staff who support our veterans because the support in this department is from the top down. Uh, Director Washington has done a great job in creating a great environment for our veterans uh, and all these facilities have as well. A lot of support. I know when I've been deployed in years past, you know, getting a box coming from your uh, work makes a big deal, you know, it is a big deal. I remember I was at Fort McCoy, Wisconsin and got a, a box of just junk, I mean junk food, you know, <laughs> which is, you know, which is awesome when you're running and working hard every day and uh, you know I got that from uh, when I worked at Bellamy Creek they sent me a pet care packet so things like that go a long way and this veteran week goes a long way and uh, I hope this is here for years to come I, I really think it makes a difference uh, with our veterans but not only that those who support veterans some of the, like some of the things you mentioned, you know, we saw some some staff at Lakeland uh, Correctional Facility a few weeks ago. They took some photos and posted them and doing care packages. Uh, Warden Skipper over at the RMI uh, posted a photo last week of they had a flag raising ceremony. And the local VFW came out and did that, and they even had the the former warden uh, Terry Sherman uh, was the guest speaker there. So I mean, there's and I've seen even a lot of stuff at field offices. Hey, don't too. forget about FWA. I, I, there, we we dominate the social media. There's there's stuff all over out there. Every office I think is done. Um, some kind of celebration uh, for for the veterans and people in the military. So, yeah, it's 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 definitely it's showing, it's and, awesome. it, and it and it makes it makes a difference. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. Well, you know, Derek, you're doing an awesome job. What you do every day, you know, you talk about how everyone else is doing a great job and we're supporting. But you know what? What you do every day is making a difference. Um, you're supporting. You're making an impact. Uh, you know, so we can't thank you enough for what you are doing for the department to be a veteran helping veterans, right? I mean, that's, that's what you're doing. So we can't, we can't appreciate you enough for doing that. And uh, we also appreciate coming on Field Days and talking about it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate being here. I just, one last thing to say, uh, we have 13 deployed veterans right now, and uh, I wish them happy holidays in, in their safety uh, through the holidays. So thank you very much for having me, and uh, I hope we continue uh, helping vets. Well, Chris, I think that was important. You know, Derek is doing a, a really important job for the department. I'm glad we could share that information. But you know what? Uh, you know what this week is, right, Chris? You got big plans. It's Turkey Day, my friend. It is Turkey Turkey Day. Yeah, you got you got plans to go to any football games or watch the Michigan Ohio State game. What's what's on your agenda for this weekend? Um, just celebrating uh, not being on this podcast with you. Okay, and then uh, give thanks for being with my family. Yeah, good, good. So All the typical I, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Good, good stuff. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. But you know what is important um, besides Turkey Day and Thanksgiving is some of the great work, and we've talked about it before. We've had Deputy Director Marlin on to talk about um, Polar Plunge. But, you know, we have a million times talked about Special Olympics in Michigan and, and how much um, our staff are involved in what they do. But I got some numbers here for you. Kent County, we've talked about Kent County Pro before. They are heavily involved in um, Special Olympics and the Law Enforcement Torch Run, Polar Plunge, all, I mean, everything. And they um, they, they sent me they sent me an email um, number one to try to get uh, Deputy Director Marlin to do the polar plunge again. Uh, but number two is in the email it talks about some of the some of the things that some of the money they've raised and, and some of the great work they've done. And I want to make sure um, I know they don't know I'm doing this, but I want to make sure that they get recognized for this. 
So the Kent County Parole Probation Office raised $38,178 in 2018, which was an increase of 16, almost $17,000 from last year. And corrections as a whole raised $104,000, um, over $104,000, which was an increase of uh, $26,000 from last year. So there are 175 agencies across the state that are fundraising for the Law Enforcement Torture Run in 2018. Their, their goal was $25,000, and they raised $38,000. That's impressive. That is very impressive. So th- they have another goal for 2019. But Kent County, so Kent County Parole Probation is 36.5% of the, of the total MDOC of the money they raised. So they raised, as a whole, um, MDOC, they raised 38, 36.5% of the total of MDOC. So they are kicking butt over there and raising a ton of money for a wonderful, wonderful cause. And one more little tidbit information for you, Chris, because I know you love stats. The Michigan Law Enforcement Torch Run is a top 10 program in the world, hitting the $1.5 million mark this year, and again taking home the International Diamond Award. So, you know, we are, we are doing some great stuff um, in Michigan, but the Department of Corrections is really, really, really um, standing out in, you know, across the state on how much money we raise. And it just shows how much our staff really, really care about this fundraiser um, and Special Olympics. So, you know, kudos to um, all the staff, but in particular on this one, uh, Kent County Parole Probation staff, who went above and beyond and raised a ton of money. You know, speaking of awards uh, that you mentioned that they won, you know, we also had a big award winner here in the department. Congratulations, Chris. What'd you win? Uh, well, I, I won another season on this podcast. <laughs> is, that, is that really a win? It's, it's a win for our listeners. <laughs> Uh, but no, it wasn't me. It was Director Washington. So she was out in California for the uh, for the ASCA conference uh, with our with our good friend and uh, friend of the pod, uh, Kevin Kempf, and also uh, John Wetzel and and uh, guy, uh, director from Illinois. And there was a whole bunch of uh, friends oh, yeah. of the pod out in that uh, at that conference as well as two former directors, Director Crusoe, Director McGinnis, right? Yeah, they yeah. were there as well. And it was really great for uh, Director Crusoe and Director McGinnis to, to be there with with Director Washington. Uh, when she won the uh, Tom Clements Award for her vision and innovation in the corrections field. So uh, she was out there to, uh, to receive that award. It was a huge national honor for the director. Uh, so it was very cool. Uh, we put out a press release about that. There, there's photos on Twitter that you can see uh, from the event. Uh, and she won that award for uh, her, she was recognized uh, for her work in expanding vocational training, creating, uh, coming up with the idea of the vocational village, which uh, we've now expanded to soon to be three sites, which we'll talk about in, in just a second. Um, and also for all the things that she's done for our staff and creating new opportunities for training and professional development um, and making sure that we include uh, more of our employees in the, the department's decision-making process and not being a top-down uh, organization, but really reaching out and looking for ideas uh, from our frontline staff uh, all across the state, all across the department, uh, and creating a better department. And so uh, she was recognized uh, for that effort with the Tom Clements Award. And so congrats to Director Washington for uh, receiving a very highly sought-after uh, national award. And even uh, Governor Snyder had a nice a nice quote in there in our press release uh, about that and, and her being recognized uh, with that honor. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I saw that on the Twitter and the Facebook machine that uh, that she won that, and that's that's a huge accomplishment for not only her but at, you know the department as a whole. I think you know we're doing some very very innovative, cool things um, in every in every administration. So it's cool to be recognized, and uh, it's good for her to to be recognized for that too. 
And so, like I, like I mentioned, um, the other part of that is, is the, the the third uh, sort of outgrowth of the vocational village, and now that means with the unveiling of the new vocational village at the Women's Huron Valley Correctional Facility. And so, on Monday, uh, just just yesterday, we had the uh, groundbreaking ceremony at the valley. Uh, the director was there. Uh, we even had Governor Snyder there. This, I believe, is the fourth uh, prisoner that he's visited uh, during his term of office. First prisoner since like the 1950s to even come uh, into a prison. And he's been to uh, four four of them on the inside that I can recall, and and, and fifth one where he, he signed a bill out in front of a prison. So uh, he's definitely been really involved in, in corrections issues, and we really appreciate that. But it was great to have him there, as well as the director, Warden Brewer. Uh, we did the groundbreaking. Uh, it was a really nice event. And uh, we'll look forward to having more information for you about that on next week's podcast and hopefully be able to play you some of the audio from some of the, uh, the speeches and things that we had uh, there um, at the groundbreaking. No, that's exciting stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I hope, hopefully we can get that audio up so everybody can hear, um, you know, the, the, the cool things going on across the department, just like you're there. So um, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope you guys have a great uh, holiday and a great weekend and spend time with your family and friends. And, hey, Greg. Uh, I think you like stats. So, so what's what's the uh, side of the turkey that has the most feathers? Uh, I, I don't know where this is going, Gout. The, the outside. The outside. The outside. <laughs> wow, so that just really happened. Uh, <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope everybody enjoys their family and friends during, during the, the Thanksgiving uh, weekend. And uh, hopefully you tune in next week for a new episode of Field Days Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Day's podcast.